Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we are going to give our predictions for the 2022 season, including playoff teams and award winners, as well as take a look at a once-and-done league style. It's one of our favorites. And uh, we'll finish up with some of the week one plays that we like and we're looking forward to. Probably some we're going to play in our once-and-done league uh, and possibly DFS. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Had a, had a couple, a drink or two here tonight. Let me ask you a quick question, friend. You know one of my favorite mixed drinks is The Godfather, hence named after the movie The Godfather when uh, Marlon Brando had in his contract that there had to be somebody on set to make him Godfather. It's his favorite drink, two-thirds scotch, one-third amaretto. He's actually drinking it at the beginning of the show at his daughter's wedding. That's the drink he's sipping at his desk. What do you know about amaretto? Um, I do know that what you just went over with the Godfather, I did not previously know until you told me, I don't know, a few months ago. Um, Amaretto, I don't know, it's a sweet liqueur. Yes, very sweet, very sweet. And I've Too always sweet for used... me, really. Well, I don't think there's anything too sweet for you, Bobby. Come on. Come I appreciate on. that. Don't, don't make me blush. <laughs> but so we were at the liquor store this afternoon, me and my uh, young lady, my little girl. She's 12. She's old enough to be in there. Just can't drink it. But nonetheless, Amaretto is like $11.99, $12.99. But they have this really fancy pants flavor that I've never really paid attention to on the top shelf. It's $32.99 for the same amount. I was this close to getting it. But I'm like, do I really need to spend? I could get three bottles of this, the Joaquin. For the same as one bottle of this, and I'm just mixing it with my Lafroig. What should I have splurged for the $33 bottle? I mean, how much think, sweeter or better could it be? I think you need to do it once because regardless of whatever it is, be it amaretto or I mean good grief, potato chips at the grocery store, get the expensive one at least once, and at least you know, hey, this was worth it, or you know what? I never have to do this again, but it might be life changing. Yeah, it could be. I like the way you think. I might head back over there tomorrow and grab a bottle and use it for special occasions for my godfathers. And the simple fact that you went Charlie Brown on me there, that's really all I needed. That sold me right there. You didn't have to say another word after good grief. Oh, dude, how excited <laughs> are you that this is football week, man? We got we this is Wednesday night. Uh, we got football tomorrow. The uh, Rams take on the Bills. And then Sunday, man, Sunday and Monday, buddy, it's it's finally here. Are you are you as pumped as I am? I don't think I am because it hasn't really been able to set in yet because this being still warm out. I'm pretty much I don't have a chance to think about anything other than tennis. But today it sort of hit me. I'm like, man, tomorrow night's football. And I mentioned yes. to Alexandra, there's a there's some new movie coming on Disney Plus because tomorrow's Disney Plus Day. It's the real Pinocchio, like yes. the life live action. Like, we should, well, you should, should watch that tomorrow night. Well, she has play practice till 8. I won't be home from tennis till 8.45. And I'm thinking, well, we can watch it then. You can stay up late. And then after I tell her that, I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. 
No. Tomorrow night's Listen. Thursday night football. I can't be watching freaking Pinocchio. <laughs> yes. Listen, this is not amateur hour, sir. This is where you put Pinocchio on the big no, screen. I know. Yeah, we'll watch Pinocchio. And then Pinocchio. you have on the you have the Hulu or whatever you have your streaming service on the iPad next to you. Yeah, I, I might do that, or I might just not even care and just follow the game online. But no, we're still going to watch Pinocchio. I think going to fall asleep I, anyway. This, I'll still see the second half. This isn't the most proud uh, moment of my life being a father, but last year I went to a pumpkin patch. <laughs> I had my phone in my pocket with one earbud in listening to the red zone as I, it played in my pocket. And I listened to the red zone as I'm picking pumpkins out with my little boy. Again, not my proudest moment, but I didn't miss a play. Dude, you know with you? And many of the folks listening will, will attest this. When I was younger, I'll admit I was a bit of a D-I-C-K when it came to this. That, that We've all seen the memes. Oh, it's football season. Okay, well, don't make any plans for me Thursday. Saturday night, Saturday's later in the season. Thanksgiving, every Sunday, every Monday night is mine. I don't care if the house is burning down. Don't tell me I'm watching football. And I probably took it too far. I doubt the ex-wife liked it all that much, but you know that's her problem. But I can't do that to Alexandra. Football, is as much as we love it and all that jazz, they're, they're, you're right, certain things take precedent. I certainly wasn't going to skip the pumpkin patch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, the stats are going to – people used to say that to them, well, the stats are the same with you watch around. I'm like, yeah, but if I don't have four screens up and I'm not clicking on this and watching that and watching that – I'm not going to enjoy it. Like, what enjoyment? You hate every minute of it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I do. Because it's our constant thing. What, what What's our saying? We're either disappointed or relieved. We're never we're happy. relieved. Yeah, never. We're never, never happy. So why do I actually subject myself to this year after year after year? I really still don't know. But I will never sacrifice my daughter's childhood to watch Correct. a bunch of gigantic men run really fast and do amazing things with a football. So with um, with the season approaching, what is your go-to football food? Whether you have people over at your house, you're going somewhere else, uh, you got to make something, bring something, what's your go-to? I wish it was something amazing, like these amazing like wings or ribs or something, but typically it's one simple thing, dominoes. I, I, have, I have a 70-inch screen out in the garage. I sit out there, I plug in, I have the the... the the sound bar, the bass tube, plug it out, all that stuff, everything's in. I sit out there and I just drink Bud Lights all day. And then I order Domino's because I'm not a big on drinking and driving. I don't, most people should not be. So uh, I wish it was something. I, I wish I had a better all. answer for you, but Domino's is my answer. Uh, it, as soon as you said it, I kind of giggled. But then I thought, if you bring, if you show up to a party with like, Five, six Domino's pizzas. You're you're a god. Nobody's upset. No, you're a god. Nobody's upset. <laughs> oh, no, this guy. We love this guy. It's a Domino's guy. <laughs> but I'll, I'll admit, because well, you and I, we mentioned this earlier off 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 the podcast. Uh, it is customary in the Wah home when you have people up for football. You start cooking. I guess about six or seven in the morning. It's all these amazing things, and it's great, and we all appreciate the time and effort you put into it. But it's so much order to just get on the Domino's app. It's just it's so easy to to do that. 100%. But um, I certainly appreciate the great lengths you go to make because you are you are a hell of a host. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, and again, as we mentioned off there, I love to host and I love to cook. So 
some people might think, oh gosh, it's like, it's so laborious, right? All this work you put in hours and hours of cooking and, and, and making stuff. It doesn't bother me at all. I enjoy it. No, you it's, love it's it. You, you wear it on it, your right. sleeve. You don't just right. do it. You, you love it. You're like, you got your apron on and you're doing your whole thing while we're there. Just making sure everybody's happy. Kiss the cook, big fella. Don't threaten um, me with a good time. <laughs> uh, for me, wings are the, they're the 101 of of any appetizer football food draft but i tell you uh one that i've really come to love is i will do stuffed jalapenos with cream cheese minced garlic and chorizo and i'm telling you what buddy that that really hits the spot for me the spice and the the flavor of the chorizo sausage i absolutely love it so Maybe one of these days you you get your butt down here in North Carolina or I'll get up there in Maryland and we'll watch some football together. I'll make them for you. Let me ask you this. They do sound good because I like jalapenos. Have you ever done the giant jalapenos on the grill? You take the jalapeno, they got to be big, and you core them out. You take a hot dog, slice in half, put a huge piece of cheddar in between them, make a sandwich, and then you stuff that some bitch inside the jalapeno. And then you tie it off with a little bit of rope and you stick them on the grill. Oh, boy. I have not made them. I have eaten them. They are good. Yes, um, yeah. And if we could just watch the language, that'll be awesome. Well, I don't think that's too bad. <laughs> well, there are. There could be worse. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean that. That's just that's a. I mean, we hear we can hear that on wrestling any Monday evening. Somebody calling somebody that term. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so let's move in to some of our picks. We'll start with the AFC. Um, I'll go through all of mine, and then Bobby, we'll get to yours. Before, I don't mean to interrupt you, but <laughs> am I not going to get any props for two weeks in a row? Writing on the, oh, um, you know what? You're right. I, you're right. I apologize. I need to back this truck up <laughs> because, unbelievably, Kevin not only looked at the show notes but even typed some words in them. <laughs> Purple <It> is. <laughs> It's unreal. He <laughs> color coded his notes. It's, I mean, I know no one can see him, but it is just, I'm proud of you, man. It's like Thank you're growing you. up right in front of my eyes. I knew, I knew you would be. I thought, I thought, you know, it really hit a chord with you. So, uh, I, I knew that the color coding was really gonna, you know, taking things up a notch or two. So, uh, you know, I feel good about it. Yeah, you should. You should. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, anyway, my playoff picks, um, the AFC East. Easy pick. I got Buffalo winning it. The AFC North, I have Baltimore winning it. They could have won it last year, minus all of their injuries they suffered. The South, I have Indianapolis. The West, I have the Chargers, buddy. I've been ranting and raving about them all offseason, so I can't leave them behind. For a while, the three wild cards, I have Denver, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. So now you're up, sir. Okay, so I have Buffalo. I don't know that there's an easier pick in there of the eight divisions. Maybe right. Tampa Bay. Mm. It's not easier. No, it's about uh, the it's, same. Yeah, correct. Uh, the North, I have the Ravens also. People, we, we mentioned on here before, they were the number one seed last year at one point when L. Jacks got sort of hurt and then definitely hurt and missed five and a half games. Of course, they ended up missing the playoffs all together. They've gotten better. The corners are back. The running backs are back. Um, the only thing they lost was Hollywood. The draft was freaking sick. How can they not win it? Um, well, I guess since he could. 
But the South Indy, another easement, I think the Titans are going to – you talk about a, a, a nosedive. I can see them literally going from the number one seed to – I don't even have them in the playoffs. Neither do you. Yeah. The West, I'm still going with KC. Until Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are proven wrong, I got it. I, I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm just saying that I'm still going with them. Wild cards, Chargers, who I think – I think they might even be tied with KC at the top of that division, or maybe 12 and 5 if KC wins a tiebreaker. And then I have Cincy and my surprise pick, you had Denver. I put in the Raiders. Yeah, and that, that's the only difference that we have there is that, it is. you know, and, and they're both AFC West teams. So, yeah, I, I really think they're going to. Which one's going to make it? The AFC West is sending three teams to the playoffs. It they is. are going to send three teams. It's just yeah. which three teams. How great would it be if they sent four? I know it's it's so unlikely because they've got to beat each other, but it would be the first time in NFL history the four teams from the same division went went to the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's it was impossible until, what, two years ago? Right. So I guess that's not so crazy, but, boy, you that would be something special. And, and to be honest, our NFC teams are actually – there's only one difference. Again, we only have one team that's different. Um, my NFC East winner is Philly. They have just done too much, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit. They've just done too much to to not make the playoffs uh, this offseason. I have Minnesota winning the North, Tampa Bay winning the South. San Francisco is my pick to win the West, and then my wild cards are Arizona, Green Bay, and Dallas. So it took me a long time. But finally, I really think Philly finally is going to take Dallas. I think it's going to be tight. I, I'm not. I don't feel great about it, but I really think maybe I, I finally convinced myself to take the Eagles over the Cowboys. Minnesota, I think, is going to be the surprise team of everything. I think they're going to end up about twelve and five or thirteen and four and surprise everyone. I had them this close to being the number one seed in the NFC because the NFC as a whole is weak compared to the AFC. Uh I have Tampa just be, they have you have if you have Brady and then you had those other three teams, how could you not pick them? <laughs> the West, I have the Rams winning and I have the Rams actually as the number one seed. You don't even have them in the playoffs. Now it's a curse that if you lose the Super Bowl so often you don't even make the playoffs. But it's rare that a team wins the Super Bowl and doesn't even at least squeak into the playoffs, especially now with seven teams. Please give me your logic before I throw out my wild card teams that you don't even think they'll make the playoffs. So it's not necessarily the Rams, um, but I think it's the other teams in the division. So the the AFC the AFC division or the AFC conference is very top heavy. I mean, you got some juggernauts up there. The NFC is far more um, evenly, the talent's evenly distributed. And every year we have surprise teams make the playoffs. So yep. we're going to be wrong. There are surprise teams that they're going to sneak in here, like that we're not expecting. Cincinnati is probably one of those teams last year. No one had Cincinnati going to the Super Bowl. Come on. No one had Cincinnati going to the AFC Championship game. Um, so we're going to be wrong on some teams. And this is this is a surprise team that I pick is going to miss the playoffs. I'm not a huge McVeigh guy. Um, okay, I'm. I don't think that their running game is going to be great. I'm very low on Acres. 
I'm low on Allen Robinson. I'm low on their pieces. Stafford, how serious is his elbow? Because if he misses any game Stafford doesn't play is a loss for the Rams. They're not going to win any of those. So they have they have worries for me uh, that I think other teams don't have. Okay. I always thought you were a Robinson fan, that you were one of his biggest supporters. Until I owned him in fantasy last year. Oh, so has, that ruined you he because he had Justin me. Fields yes. and the Red Rocket it's, throwing to him instead of Matt and Stafford. He, and he decided he was done playing football. Okay. Well, I don't think that'll be the case now since he has an actual quarterback. Um, Akers, yeah, the jury's still out on him. I, I'm with you. They might not win the division. I have them as the one seed, um, but not making the Super Bowl. I'm I'm dumbfounded that you have them completely missing the playoffs altogether. It's it was very Brian esque of you to pick that. It's fine. I'm 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 okay with that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So then my wild cards, I have Dallas and Green Bay, which you have, and then I have San Fran, who you picked to win the West. I think they'll win enough games to sneak in at nine and eight or ten and seven if they don't have eight billion injuries. I'm still not convinced that Jimmy Garoppolo won't be the starter by week seven, but we which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. It wouldn't. He, I did you read that thing today or yesterday? I saw something on some some article online that there's already a rumbling here and there anonymously, maybe from a couple vets on that San Francisco team. Like this guy does nothing but win for us, and you just threw in one of the coals for this guy who is a fast runner. So it, if they start off one and three, one and four, two and four, there's going to be, there's going to be some grumblings and rumblings for sure. If they're, yeah, if they're one and four, one and five, I mean, that's the, it's going to be more than rumblings, but we'll see. Cause they, we listen, will. San Francisco, it's not always about who's the best player, which it should be. It's not always that way. It's about what did we give up to trade up to get Lance? You know what it's called. It's called Shanahanigans. (laughs) And there's a a lot of them going around. Straight up Shanahanigans. And it's been going around for literally decades and generations. Daddy first and now son following suit. Shanahanigans. All right, our AFC championship game. Uh, my AFC championship game are the Chargers against the Buffalo Bills. And you, sir, have your Baltimore Ravens against, again, the Bills. Yeah, I have the Bills as the number one seed. Do you have the Bills as the one seed? I do. Because we have it there, but it doesn't say mean they were the one seed. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think the Ravens are going to turn a corner. I think, man, with the additions they have, I think with L. Jacks just beyond fired up. Um, if they can stay Once healthy, he paid, yeah, he that wants, he's betting on himself. That's worked out in the last few years for a few players. I think they're going to have a huge year, but I think Buffalo finally has all the pieces. I think it could come down to a late freaking Von Miller sack in the fourth quarter of that game that that that's that seals it. Um, but I, I man, Buffalo is is there a better top to bottom roster in the NFL? There is not. And you have to play there for an AFC championship where it's going to be like a negative three-degree wind chill that they're all used to playing in. Baltimore's not exactly warm in the winter, but it's not Buffalo. Possibly. Um, 
And then we'll go over to the NFC Championship game, and ours are very, very different, but very interesting because I have my Eagles playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, I will tell you, when I first wrote this up, I had Minnesota playing Tampa Bay. And it I really went back and forth with that pick. I ended up taking Philly. You went with Minnesota against the Rams. So we are both very, very high on the Vikings. Yes, we are. Yeah, I, I was surprised about Philly. At first, I thought, well, he's a bit of a homer. Well, that's a lie. He's an extreme homer. But I, I could then think that, you know, there's some substance to this. It's wintertime. Your best running back on your team, unfortunately, is your quarterback. That could work out. You know, January football is about being able to run the ball. Um, and, and Tampa Bay, I guess you're thinking that this could be this one last hurrah. Brady's going to go out with that, carrying that trophy. He's had one last hurrah 14 times. Yeah, but it's it's getting ugly now. Well, now that his personal life is starting to suffer for it, I think he's finally starting to feel like, you know what, maybe – Maybe this will be the end. It's it's about that time. Yeah. Because what did he say the other day? Uh, I'm 45 and there's a lot of SHIT going on. There's a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, Um, I get it, man. I'm 37. uh, I feel you. Dude, the only thing I flip-flapped on was I at one point was going to put Rams at Minnesota with Minnesota being the number one seed. I'm telling you, they're going to surprise some people. You believe it? We both believe the pipe. Nobody else wants to hear it because they hate Kirk. But this is a team with a real coach now. We're not playing 1967 football. And they have – is there a better group of playmakers maybe in the league? I mean, they, they've got everything. It's – their defense has improved. Their, Green Bay, who's owned the division for 15 years, is not the same Packers that we're used to. I, I really think – but ultimately I have uh, – Minnesota at the Rams. I did pick the Rams as the one seed. Uh, yes, yes. And then I have uh, for my Super Bowl, I have the Chargers beating the Bills. They can't get that that Buffalo curse, man. They just can't get it done this year. I have the Chargers playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Unfortunately, my Eagles lose. And I find it interesting. Every time I talk about Philly, I get the whole Homer thing. You have Baltimore in your AFC Championship game, and I let it slide. That's fine. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Baltimore is a team that that many people believe will be there. You, there's not a, I haven't seen a whole lot of hype for Philly making the NFC championship game. You got to open your eyes, my friend. Uh, And I have Tampa Bay being the Super Bowl champions. Tampa Bay's taken down uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers as much as I hate to see it. uh, I think he gets one more ring and then he walks off into the sunset. Uh, and hopefully he gets his wife back. Yeah, hopefully. What a mess that's become. I actually have Buffalo winning that uh, AFC championship and going up against Minnesota in the Super Bowl, the battle of 0-4 Super Bowl teams. And it's... Buffalo comes out on top. The one thing I love about yours is someone has to win one. Has to. It's the curse will be over for one of those two cities. This whole Buffalo thing, dude, what, four years ago when Josh Allen first started, nobody would have predicted all this. He looked like he was going to be holding a clipboard the next year and out of the league in three years. 
And he turned a corner and they have built this entire team around him. And at first it was because he had the rookie contract, but now he has a huge contract and they still have all these pieces. And Buffalo, as you and I discussed the previous episode, it's magically become a destination city. Players want to go there. Used to be they couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Cold, just not that many people, good. no nightlife, no no chance at building your brand. Now everybody wants to go there because of one person. Think about Miami. Beautiful place. It was like no sales tax or something uh, or no state tax for no your contracts tax. and all that stuff. Right, no state tax. Tyreek Hill's there, but he didn't choose it. He got traded. You have to be a winner. And if you are a winner, it doesn't matter where you are. It can be beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. It can be bitter, cold, cloudy, miserable Buffalo. But if you're a good team and you can win a title, people will go there because that's what they want to do. They want championships. They need that ring. They'll go there for that. And finally, Buffalo, because – I love Buffalo. I love their fans. Every time I meet a fan, I'm like, hey, I'm a closet Bills fan, man. I like I, I bleed Eagle Green, but if I'm going to root for anybody else, it might as well be the Bills because you guys are great and you deserve it. Like you need something. And let's go, Bills. I'm I'm all for it. I'm concerned as to why you describe Buffalo as cloudy. Is it considered a cloudy city? I I don't know that that's true. It's it it feels miserable i mean it's so cold it's it's rarely i mean usually when i think cold i think cloudy and buffalo i think spit and snow and sleet and windy gross yeah yeah fair enough fair enough did you see that von miller went so far as the other day he wrote out this like essay to the bills mafia explained why he went there what he's going to do what he expects from himself what he expects from them and that together they are going to dominate the nfl and win the super bowl because you're right, he's a winner. A lot of people said he's a bit of a sellout last year. Well, guess what? He got traded. It's not like he signed there. He chose to go to Buffalo. He could have made more money elsewhere because the dude wants to win. And, and some people say, well, he's going to this great team. Like, yeah, if they have a one crap. He made the playoffs a couple of years ago. He hadn't done anything. It's not like he's going to a team that's already been there. He wants to be you no know, good there and be the last piece. They just get better year in and year out. The thing is, though, sooner or later, these players are going to expect money, so they need to win. Where Minnesota's an up-and-comer, Buffalo is there now, and they are now – it's no longer, boy, these guys, we – you know, they're going to make some waves while they're expected to win the AFC. I don't know – you know. If, nothing, if it doesn't happen this year, next year is it because it's, it's going to blow up after that. Oh, yeah. Players – Everything we just talked about, players are going to be like, ah, oh, man, like they're pretty good. They just can't make it happen. So maybe I won't go there. This is yeah, their window. Reverts, they're yeah. in it. They're in it. Yeah. So, right. uh, yeah. I, so I had Buffalo beat Minnesota in a high scoring Super Bowl, some like probably like 38, 35, come down to the end. Whoever has oh, the ball. That'd be left, exciting. I would freaking love it. Two teams from small markets. Um, that have really built up from from their own team. They've added some pieces, but have really drafted well. And I think I th- oh man, it'd be great for the NFL. Man, they could really sell that. That Super Bowl would be a win win for me. Oh yeah, I would. I mean, I'd be loving it. I, yeah, I wouldn't care who won. I'd be happy. 
All right. My uh, MVP is Justin Herbert. Yours is? Josh Allen. Obviously makes sense. Uh, my Offensive Player of the Year is Christian McCaffrey. Yours is? JJ, Justin Jefferson. I don't trust McCaffrey to be on the field long enough. Well, that's what I'm banking on. My Defensive Player of the Year is Nick Bosa. You change positions because um, Nick Bosa is obviously a defensive end. Uh, and you went linebacker position. Yeah, I think Micah Parsons should have won it last year. The only reason Maybe. it is because they didn't want to give it to a rookie. You might be right. Honestly, when you look at the overall stats, he should have won it. Was it Lawrence Taylor that they did that for? Was he like the last dude? He might have been. I, I think now, he was just because the, the stats were so skewed, they didn't I have. Could a be wrong, but yeah, that's the thing. They don't want to give it. They don't want to give that to a rookie. They don't always do stats, though. I am still hung up on like twelve years ago. Toby Gearhart should have won the Heisman and not Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram won it because he went to Alabama. Toby Gearhart went to Stanford. If you look at the stats, Gearhart was way better than Ingram. It's not always stats, like you just said. He no, no, stats. that's not But stats in general in the NFL, there's only 32 teams, and there's everybody plays pretty much everybody. And the NCAA. Stanford's still a big school. It's not like they're – Yeah, but it's not quite Boise the SEC. State. We can pretend it is, but it's just not. Um, offensive rookie of the year. We have both pivoted before over the summer. We were all on Sky Moore. He was both of our picks. And yeah. now neither one of us picks Sky Moore. I have Traylon Burks, wide receiver. You also have a wide receiver. Yeah, Chris Olave. I think he's going to play a lot. I think uh Michael Thomas's best days are far behind him. I think he'll probably be hurt by week three. And we both know Sir Jameis loves to chuck the rock. It's going to be – I mean, he – I bet – I would – I honestly believe Alave will be top 10 in targets in the league at the end of the season. That is – that's that's bold. But if you actually feel it, then maybe not bold for you. But uh, I think generally that's a bold statement. Who else are they going to throw to? I know. If it – well, if Thomas goes out for sure, that's him and Kamara. They're just yeah, – Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your number two targets on your team is going to be your starting tailback. Yeah. Uh, and Traylon Burks was my number one receiver coming out. I thought he went to a great spot. And I told you this before the show. This has – now, hear me out here. This has Jamar Chase feels where when Jamar Chase was coming out in fantasy drafts, he didn't go – he rarely went before rounds five, six, seven, even – I mean, he even fell into the eighth round because, well, he, he doesn't have all – he can't run all the, the full route tree. He can't catch a pass. He dropped, you know, a ton of balls in the preseason. Well – the talent found a way to rise to the to the surface here. And Traylon Burks is my wide receiver one coming out in the draft. So I think that's going to happen. He is in a beautiful place to be the number one target in Tennessee. Defensive rookie of the year. I went with one of our guys, buddy. Sauce Gardner, corner from uh, the Jets. And the reason I – did you see his stats for the preseason? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like he never left college. I think there's some – I'm not I'm even like, sure the dude was targeted. That the I actually read a thing yesterday today that he was targeted a grand total of zero times in the preseason. He didn't have to defend a single pass. Can't even throw at him. No, that's Terrell Revis. He's going to get zero stats. But that's why he's not going to win it. That's why he's not going to win it. You think so? I mean, Darrell Revis, I'm pretty sure he got a defensive player of the year. Yeah, but he was an established dude. It was That was different. He was already Revis Island. By the time he actually won it, he was already known as Revis Island. 
The problem with picking corners to win is they've got to get picks. They just have to. Because sports writers are a stupid old men who don't have any idea what they're watching, what they're doing. They're just stupid old men who look at nothing but stats. They have no clue what's going on. They don't understand the impact that a guy like him is that he is going to have. So because he's not going to have a big stat line, he's not going to win it. And so that's why he, Hutchinson win it because there's a guy that's going to have a stat line. Our two favorite guys, right? Our two favorite yeah, defense absolutely. Kyle, they're out there. The two defense guys we wanted to go one and two. We I wanted Sauce first. I think you wanted Hutchinson first one, right? I did. Yeah. I did. Yep. So I had them going one and two. Sauce, my boy. I started. I remember it's early, like late winter. I was like, "Have you actually watched his tape?" And you're like, "I haven't really watched it, but I heard about him, know about him." And you watch, it's like this guy's always the best player on the field. Like they most time, it's like Dion. They won't even throw his way. When they do, it's almost like he's just toying around, like he's just out there baiting them. That's what um, Alabama. So I love the dude. I just don't think he'll win simply because a bunch of stupid old men won't vote for him because he's not going to have nine interceptions because they just won't throw to him. Um, and our which great for the Jets, right? That's exactly what you oh, want. Well, absolutely, yeah. dude. They're putting yeah. together a team. That's a roster to watch in the next two or three years, not this and, year. And the number two overall pick last year is benched for what's probably going to be the first four games at least because Joe Flacco was named the starter. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. But honestly, as far as fantasy goes, that's better for every. Yeah, but he's not really benched. That, that's 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 sort of skewing it. The guy's hurt. Correct. I mean, he had However, surgery. I mean, what? what, what beat, that's not really being beat, benched. Beat writers have come out and said this feels like a benching. Well, they can this say is, that, but that's Garrett, not, Garrett Wilson. it's not completely true. The dude is hurt. Garrett Wilson, the rookie, came out and they asked him in an interview. This is weeks ago. They said, "How? What's the difference between um, Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco?" And he goes, "Well, Joe Flacco throws a more receiver friendly ball. It's easier to catch." Well, I don't, uh, the only thing tell I me you want Flacco to be the starter without telling me you want Flacco to be. The I starter. have Flacco always have a special place in my heart. He really was, but it's not 2012 anymore. And if you're slanging Joe Flacco out there every week, she's going to be a long season. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. The dude doesn't even deserve to be on a clipboard anymore, let alone starting. Uh, so, uh, yeah, more power to you, Jets. All right. Well, if the offensive player of the year for me is Christian McCaffrey, he is obviously my comeback player of the year. Yours, and here we go, Homer. Oh, yeah. It really is. I knew you would say it immediately, but I really think Dobbs is going to have a big year. I think that offense is going to click like it did four years ago, and I think he's going to be a huge part of it. Uh, the dude's hungry. He's pissed off. I'm pretty sure if he saw Ian Rappaport, he'd beat the living hell out of him. Uh, Not happy. So uh, I think it was him. Yeah, it's, it's Rappaport yeah. That, yeah, that he's after. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So uh, yeah, I really could- think he's going to have a huge year. He's talented, man. He's for sure. My coach of the year is Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers. Makes sense. I had them in the Super Bowl. Your head coach of the year is? Sir Kevin O'Connell. First year in Minnesota. Going to take a team who's been middling for years and take them to the Super Bowl. Well, that'll do it. Uh, And my executive of the year is, and this is our last one, executive will be Howie Roseman. 
Uh, and this has nothing to do with Homer Pick because he has made some serious moves this off yeah. this offseason, whether it be through the draft, acquiring AJ Brown, drafting Jordan Davis, and Nicobe Dean in the third round. I still can't get over it. There's got to be something up with that. Um, and then I forget they signed James Bradbury. They signed Hassan Reddick. Like it happened so long ago that you forget about the free agent moves that were made. And then just recently, he finagles. <clears throat> we get a draft pick for JJ Arcega Whiteside. And uh, then we trade away Jalen Rager. And he uses those picks to finagle away to uh, cut Anthony Harris, our starting strong safety, and signed, um, what was it, Chauncey Gardner Johnson yeah. from uh, New Orleans. And he's going to roll in there and be the new starting strong safety. And that dude is nasty. Nice. One of the five best the, in the he, league. He, he pops people, man. This is going to be uh, the the moves that he has done, Howie Roseman, to build this team. If they make it to the NFC Championship game, like I predict, he ha- there's no choice but to make him executive of the year. Yeah, it was a twofold is- deal there. Getting was the Wentz deal, getting rid of Wentz is you freed up all that cash yeah. from the imaginary salary cap, and you got all those picks for him on top of it. So now you're able to build around a quarterback who's making beans. You were able to get all these you second round picks. pick, not even a first round pick. You're able to get all these other guys in because you have all this free cash. When remember three, two, three years ago, they were down there with the Saints. They were in salary cap purgatory. They were in the in the red constantly, constantly. But now, man, he's really turned around. They have to win, though. They have to. They have to. They have to bleed the pipe. They got to go out there and win. It's a New Jack City. Right? Are you? Have you ever seen New Jack City? Nino Brown. I have not. Oh, not. really? Oh, dude, for you, anybody listening, watch New Jack City. It's from 1991. It was the beginning. Like a, It showed how gangs and crack were going to take over the country, and they did. No, it's got uh, Wesley Snipes' Nino Brown. It's got Mario Van Peebles, Judd Nelson. It's an amazing flick, but it just shows how these gangs took over the world. But um, there's a, at one point in it, there's all these needles and stuff on the ground. Some like graffiti artists put this big thing, don't believe the pipe up on the uh, up on the side of a building. It's an intense movie. It's it's really hardcore, but I think you would enjoy it. And for your executive of the year. I put Quesia Dofo Mensa from Minnesota. Guy knows what he's doing. Brings in O'Connell. The dude apparently has about 58 different statistics degrees of some sort or other and really knows his stuff. And I think if you do as well as he's done and you finally get rid of Zimmer and bring in your own guy and all this happens. I think he's got a good shot of winning it. I'm never in big on execs because I think it's all sort of a crock, but But just because of that. So I I saw you make this pick and I, I started looking. He hasn't really done a lot except hire Kevin. They don't have to. That's the thing because a bunch of stupid old men make this pick and the team that wins a lot that wasn't winning a lot wins all of a sudden, he looks like a genius, and they hand you an award. Because the fact is, for over the last 20 years, Bill Belichick should have about 17 Coach of the Year awards, but they're not going to do that. So these awards are all just sort of bullcrap and politics and stupid old men making terrible decisions. But you put one in there, so I was like, okay, I'll pick somebody. Well, um, now... Before we move on to some week one plays that we like, let's talk about um, a league setup that's not extremely popular, but one that we absolutely love. 
uh, one that we do together. Some people call it a one and done. Some people call it once and done. Kevin, go ahead and uh, explain this league setup that we do. So I it's, call it's, it, I call it's, once coming, it's, it's once and done. So do I. And it's become arguably my favorite way to do fantasy football it's, because yeah. it's so different and it's so wild. It's mine too. So I think the re- I wouldn't say it's not necessarily popular in the sense that people don't like it, but that it's so new that a lot of people don't even like, even now when I tell people like, what are you talking about? I've never heard of that. Right. So you and I were invited to a league two years ago. Mm-hmm. We decided to do it together. Or actually you were invited a guy that's a guy that a guy that a guy that you knew invited you. And you said, I don't not sure about this. I got these other leagues. Let's do this together. I was like, sure. So we do this. We realized from the beginning, we're going to crush people, which we did. We won the league fairly easily. That Camaro play. Oh, that was glorious. Nonetheless, this is a league which I now run my own, and we'll talk about that in a moment here. Hopefully, we can get a couple of listeners in. Um, so you can play any one player, any one week you want for the entire season. One quarterback, two running backs, three wideouts, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense every week. If you want to pay Patrick Holmes in week one, you can, but you can never play him again. Not even in the playoffs. Not even in the playoffs, which we don't, which our playoffs then are the last four weeks of the regular season, including the very last week, week 18. And say it again, it's last four weeks last are all four playoffs. weeks are the playoffs, 15, 16, 17, 18. You're thinking, what's with these green goes? You don't want to have week 18. There's all kinds. Nobody's playing. These weirdos are playing. This, this backup of a backup's playing. Well, guess what, homeboy? That's what factors into it so much. You might have saved Patrick Mahomes all year, but guess what? He's not playing in week 18. So now you're throwing out Justin Fields just because he happens to be playing. So what happens is the first 14 weeks, you're doing this every week. Again, keep in mind, you play somebody, you can't play them again. The top half of the teams in the league make the playoffs. Only to say you had 20 teams, 10 make the playoffs. The other 10 are just done. There is no more. It's over. Move on with your lives. You know, you're, not go, it's not, you're not going head-to-head. Like no, normal fans, straight points. Not correct. Just points. So those next, those top 10 teams all make the playoffs. Now our points reset completely back to zero. Unfortunately, your players do not. You played... Dalvin Cook, he's gone. So the championship is then cumulative points from weeks 15 through 18. Winner take off. You you, you win it, you win it. You know, high points wins. We, we pay, you pay usually like the top third uh, of, of playoffs. But so tell me, tell me what you think about it. based on that. I, I love it. One thing it does is it keeps you so focused. If you don't play daily fantasy, um, you can sort of in and out through the weeks, kind of pay attention, kind of not. This ha- keeps you hyper-focused every week because you have to decide, is this the week I play Josh Allen or not? Um, is this the week I dip and say, hey, maybe Trevor Lawrence is the play here? And it's wild because there's so many different strategies to use in this type of format. And – one for me is I do my best to save all of my good players for the end of the season. And you can attest, I did this last year yeah. where by the time Albert Leach, the guy we had on last week, commissioner of my one league, 
him and I managed a team together. By the time we got to the playoffs, we had four weeks to go, and we had like seven stud quarterbacks to play. And when it came time to that, it was like we didn't have any quarterbacks to play because we didn't know who to pick and when to pick them. We wasted some of these big-name guys. Now, we won the regular season, but we did not win the championship because we couldn't decide on which quarterback was best to play at that time. We had – it sounds silly. We had too many good players at the end, and we didn't play them on the right weeks. Uh, And that's how it worked out. And it is just – it's such an awesome and engaging way to play fantasy football. Uh, It's – again, I said this before, but I love it. It's amazing. So I was in the same boat. I pretty much knew I'd make the playoffs early. So I started about week seven or eight. You start mapping out your playoff players. You know, you're not even sure if you're going to make it. I was the same as you. I ended up with too many good players left. I I ended up, I never played Russell Wilson. I never played Dak Prescott. Never. I never played Zeke Elliott. You know, so many players that they just, they just never made my lineup because you end up with, you hope to have too many. So it's crazy. And even then, it's so much luck. I I had these a couple huge weeks in the playoffs. The final week, I had Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin Cook. I had saved them all along. I had them paid for that last week. They got 19 points between them. Devin Singletary and Rashad Penny had like 53. Yeah. Right? So so the, there's all these surprises, too, then in week 18. You never know. And I, I had those guys left. I never played them. I should have just played them knowing everybody else would. So I ended up I ended up winning our league last year. What by I beat Whitey by three point four points, who was on last week. And that's another strategy where if you know everyone is playing a player play and them. you're leading, play that guy because yeah. you know no one's going to catch you. They can't. If you're behind and you know no one's going to play this guy, hey, let's roll the dice because maybe it'll pay off for us. Yeah. So we know our buddy Tunut last year. He realized that about week nine that he was far behind. And he was going to miss the playoffs. So he had to start playing Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers every week. Because if you don't even make the playoffs, you now saved all those players for nothing. Nothing. They don't do anything. They're not, they they just sat on your bench all year and you don't ever get to use them. So you have to really start weighing, using them in the regular season, saving them for the end. You have to weigh in that thing. Okay, the Bills are by far the number one seed. Well, they're going to play Josh Allen for one quarter in week 18. Well, you say Josh Allen for week 18. Well, guess what? He just got you seven points. So there's just so much. And, of course, we have injuries. Any given week, Dalvin Cook goes down. If there's 20 people in your league, 19 of them just played Alexander Madison. (laughs) 20. All 20 played. They're all in. (laughs) Because you have to. You have to take risk when you can, hoping to get those points when there's injuries so you can save the studs for later. It's just right. so complicated. But the thing you're right that you said earlier on that you really hit spot on, you are forced to be focused and pay attention all season, which can only help you in all of your other leagues. That's correct. I, I realized how much better it helps me be in my other leagues because I'm so tuned into this one. Yep. Every week. And it, it's intense. And you and I, the way we look at it, I mean, we're looking every week at Teams giving up the you know defenses giving up yardage, defenses giving up touchdowns to specific positions, and making all these picks on guys, these fringe guys that like you know what this is the week they should do something. And we only had two years under our belts, but I'd say 
so far we're doing pretty well. We won a championship together. Then I won last year. Leach carried you last year, and you guys at least made the playoffs. We both won the championship our first year. I won Leach and I won the regular season well, that, last year, and you won the championship. So listen, we got a lot of titles under our belt, Kevin. Well, uh, if you feel good about winning the regular season title, then then I, you know I salute you. I appreciate it because because <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our week one plays, and we're going to post about the once and done league um on the Facebook page because it's pretty it's pretty sweet. And yeah, uh, we'd like to get some on. people signed yeah. up. If, if if you're somebody yeah. listening to this, it's not in the league that would like to be. It's fifty bucks, fifty bucks. The uh, top top half make the playoffs. The top third of in the people in the playoffs get payouts. Fifty bucks. It's an awesome league. It's it's it. it's intense. Yeah, sure is. All right, some week one plays that we like, and we're not going to put out there. Oh yeah, you should start Jonathan Taylor. Okay, that's a yeah, that's a bit chalky for us. Um, but you know, for various reasons, I, we're going to do. We picked two players at each position to throw out there. Um, I'll start quarterbacks. I said Russell Wilson. Week one, he's heading back to Seattle. They hit the thirty first ranked passing defense. And you know he's going to want to show off uh, his new weapons there in Denver. And then another one for me is Trevor Lawrence. He's at Washington. They gave up the 29th most passing yards and the most passing touchdowns a season ago. And guess what? This guy's got Doug Peterson. And if Doug Peterson can make Carson Wentz look like an NFL MVP, Trevor Lawrence has 10 times the talent that Carson Wentz has. So, um, I'm feeling Trevor Lawrence this week as well. I like your Trev. The fact is, though, going from what he had at head coach, my dog is a better pick, buddy, know, for for head coach. Yeah, buddy is a better would be do do better for Trevor's, you know, stat stat line than than Mr. Urban Meyer. So I, I like that, but what I don't buy in is you know you and I both we're we're big proponents of last year's defenses mean. Next to nothing, they right. they matter, but you, you but don't it's what know. we have to go on for week right, one, right? For right now, but that's it. I, I like that. I like that. Um, it is, I think, supposed to be pretty stormy in here in, in the Maryland, DC, Virginia area, but um, so I like that pick. I picked L Jacks against the Jets. The Jets are awful in general. I think it's this is a reoccurring to- theme, by the way. Just pay attention to Ravens against the Jets. No, I think I only – is he the only one? No, no he's definitely not. Oh, I have Just the defense. Going. Yeah, I have the defense. Um, yeah, I think – I expect this to be a complete blowout. Um, and I'm thinking about this again. I wrote, wrote on here from various views, including the once and done. So that's why I picked Mr. Cousins against the Packers. I think he's going to have a huge year. I think week one they're going to set the tone. They're going to be at home. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and I think Mr. Cousins is going to have a big game. A lot of people think uh... – Green Bay's got a got going to have a great defense, so we'll see. That's an interesting one um, for me to look at. Uh, moving on to the running backs, I have Eli Mitchell at Chicago. The Bears were twenty third against the run last year. They lost Khalil Mack, and I know he's you know a pass rushing specialist, but um, he's a stout guy, and you got to account for him no matter what. He is no longer there, and honestly, the Niners should be able to win pretty easily. Yeah. So they should be able to run the ball a lot. And another guy I have back to the Ravens. Mike Davis, again, they're at the Jets, who are 29th against the run. 
They gave up more rushing touchdowns than any NFL team on planet Earth last year. So here we go um, with the planets J- again. J-K Who gave up the most I on did that Mercury for last year? I did that for you, Kevin. <laughs> um, they got no one else to run the ball. J.K. Dobbins is still injured. I think Gus Edwards is on IR. So uh, yeah. Davis just happens to be the guy. So hey, if you DFS especially get that guy in your lineup. Yeah, uh, Mike will play some. I think they're. It's looking, man. Some of the things I'm reading today, some of the beat guys out of out of Baltimore, really thinking Dobbins might play that game. But if he does, I don't think he's he's not going to have 20 carries. That's right. not happening. Right. And who else? Don't they have Drake there now? Yeah, and Drake. Yeah, but I, listen, if if Las Vegas didn't want him, and nobody else yeah, wanted but him, Mike Davis is just awful. It's tough to argue. I know. He is, but you're right. If there's a if there's a game this year that Mike Davis is gonna is Once gonna do done, well, buddy. this is it. Sign <laughs> me up for Mike Davis week yes. one. Hundred percent. Um, I picked Antonio Gibson versus Jacksonville. They're awful. Brian Robinson obviously is on IR for four weeks. Looks like his recovery is going well. They said he's off crutches now, and there's a chance he's playing week five. I imagine they're going to ease him into it, but I'd say by week eight nine, he he'll probably have the bulk of the carries. And I picked Rashad Penny against Denver, not because Denver doesn't have a good defense, because they are stout. But what else do they have? You know, uh, they're going to they're have to run a lot. Uh, Ken Walker is not going to be playing week one. Penny's going to get all the carries. He's going to have to put up some numbers. I hear you. I, Penny's a, it's a struggle for me simply because of that Bronco defense. Yeah, yeah they're tough. I do, I do love Gibson against Jacksonville, though. That's you can't ignore that. Uh, wide receivers, um, I'm not sure if we've talked about the Ravens yet, but I love Rashad Bateman against the Jets. So, uh, if you have Kevin Lamar Jackson starting, I'm sure you love the Bateman pick because he's got to throw it to someone. And the Jets were 30th against the Pats, or I'm sorry, against the pass. And Lamar Jackson, he's got to want his take his new wide receiver one out for a spin. Okay, hopefully he doesn't get put on Sauce Gardner. Um, that, that's look, it. What, what, what's the word on Sauce? Because I looked today when I saw you put that in there. Is Sauce going to cover a side or is he going to follow the number one receivers? If he follows the number one receiver, you couldn't pay me to put Bateman in my lineups this weekend. Correct. And we're, as far as I know, nothing I've seen, word is out on that yet. And that would change for sure. If he's going to follow Bateman around, I would pivot from that. Hundred percent. Gotcha. Um, but but honestly, if you have Ravens, start them. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't. Whatever position until, they play yeah, until the Jets. If you're in an offensive line yeah, only, league, start against them. Play play their offensive line. Oh, uh, and then my other guy is Michael Pittman. Ah, uh, gosh, I couldn't love this guy more. He's at Houston. It's, it's, it's like, dude, why don't you send him a marriage proposal? It's it's between him. And and your boy, I don't know how Mikey, to word Mike it. Williams. I mean, it's a little, it's getting a little weird, a little creepy. I don't, I don't know how to word it. I'm, I'm, I'm a few paragraphs in. I just want to <laughs> really make sure it's, it's, it makes a lasting impression on him. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Houston's listen. Houston had a a middling secondary last year. They're trotting out two rookies week one. One of them we love, strong safety Jalen Petrie. One of them we don't. Derek Stingley and Steven Nelson's the other corner opposite Stingley. And he's obviously no one's Darrell Revis. So Matt Ryan has hyper-focused on his wide receiver one in the past. And that is now Michael Pittman. So let's roll. 
Dude, I didn't hear any of that. What? What you told me you were a few paragraphs in your proposal? Like, are you really just letting it all out there? Like, really just spilling it all out? I I have a I have a a, a Twitter message <laughs> composed. Well, you're going to run out of characters. It's going to be one of those ones. It's like one of seven, no, two the, of seven. The direct the, the direct messages. It's, <laughs> We can type as much as you want, I think. <laughs> oh, dude, you are a freaking mess. I picked Mike Evans against Dallas. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, mostly because, obviously, I like Evans way more than you do. You still have your hate. No, you say you've come around. Is that correct this week? I have. I have. This week, um, you're still on board with him. Would you start Evans in once and done? Or is he a guy you're saving? He's a guy I potentially would, but I really want to save him. But I really have – I haven't put in my lineup for one second because, you know, I, I never – I don't put in Thursday players ever. So, I really um, – I want to because it seems like this is the time. Like, Godwin's not going to be there. That I know, and he's going to. I know. That's, yes, I'm struggling and, and, with it and, too. And Julio Jones has been named to the second team, but he's still going to play a lot. What What are these guys all really going to do? they got to figure out somewhere else about have, not really having a true, real pass-catching tight end anymore. I could see him throwing to Evans 15 times in this game. But you so want to save him for something like once a done. I don't want to use Mike Evans in week one. And you know they're going to try to cover him with Trayvon Diggs, so he's going to get at least let two him, touchdowns. Let him. He'll, he might get – yeah, he'll have he'll have 180 yards and two touchdowns, but Diggs will have one Trayvon pick. will have a one, pick. Diggs will have one pick six. Yeah. I think yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't hurt me. That hurts Brady. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I don't care about that. Diggs is – is, he's trash, dude. I know it's wild. Yeah, again, but the old man guy? gave a ward or two because he had all those picks and a couple pick sixes, but they ignored the fact that he was what the eighth, eighth, only the eighth uh, corner since 2000 to give up over a thousand yards on the season. So from there, I picked Thielen versus the Packers. I think they're going to double JJ a lot. JJ will get his yards, but Thielen is going to get the TDs. Well, Especially Irv Smith is still out. He boy, they're saying now he might play. But man, we've talked in the show before. They they designed this offense, this red zone offense around Thielen. So we'll see how that. I think I think this could be a good week to play him too. Uh, yeah, and you have Kirk Cousins starting, so let's yeah. let's roll with yeah. the stack. Uh, for me for tight ends, I have Pat Fryermuth uh, against Cincinnati, and uh, no one gave up more points to the tight end last year than the Bengals. Pittsburgh also has a new quarterback who he's going to be looking for a pacifier. He's going to be looking for that guy that's close to him over the middle. You know, he's going to take some shots. He's willing to air it out more than Ben Roethlisberger did last year. I know he's got Deontay Johnson, but Fryermuth is going to be in his face and it's going to be easy. Fryermuth may end up with eight catches for 42 yards, right? It, it, and no touchdown. It, it may not be really pretty, but um, it doesn't have to be pretty to get you points. And then my other guys, unfortunately, TJ Hawkinson against Philly. Philly is not and really has never been good against the tight end. For some reason, they absolutely ignore linebacker, the linebacker position. I know they got Nicobe Dean, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, the corners, Darius Slay and James Bradbury, they should shut down the receivers. So this is my beware of uh, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, message for you golf dude he might have to pepper hawkinson with double digit targets all over the field right all the time so 
Uh, and I'm assuming the Lions are going to be playing from behind, uh, given the Eagles' improvement, hopefully, on offense and defense. So Hawkinson might be my number one play for tight end this week. Well, where is that game? It is in Detroit. Okay, gotcha. So I have Schultz versus Tampa. Um, with Gallup still on the mend, and CeeDee Lamb, really their only real guy to throw to. I can see Schultz throwing us some numbers. Some numbers. Dak loves throwing to him. Tampa's, again, another team not, not good against the tight end. And then this is one of those ones that's like you throw out there, Kyle Pitts, because everybody could play Kyle Pitts any week. But again, right. this is one of those weeks like you're playing a, a week D. Well, a team that actually had D that was good, but I think they're going to have a little fall off a cliff this year. I think it might be a high-scoring game. Drake Lund is just coming back from injury. How much are they really going to use him? This is like the only guy on the field anybody's ever heard of. And we've heard of the other guys. But as far as a fantasy world, Pitts is the only guy on Atlanta on the field for Atlanta that anybody would put in the lineup, a starting lineup. Am I very wrong? Few, Who else very few in? people. Yeah, very few people are going to be starting Cordero Patterson or Drake London. I know like they're talk of the town, at least Drake London, you know, big rookie receiver. But he's coming off injury. Feeling- he just started practicing again. But are you feeling comfortable? Put him in your flex. I'm no, I'm not. not. That's what I'm saying. So if there's a week where, yeah, of course, obviously a once and done type league, you want to save pitch for the playoffs. But man, is there is he maybe going to have a a, a better chance this season? Uh, it's tough. It, it, you, you're just so torn. Oh, and you said something there. I want to hit real quick. A huge thing that you and I both love to do in the once and done league is stacking players. For those you're not familiar with that. A quarterback with a wide receiver, uh, a running back with a defense, a quarterback with a tight end. All these things that you think in a game that's really going to get out of hand that you can really just yoke it up on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And speaking of defense, I have my Eagles again against the Lions. That defense is beefed up, buddy. They got Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean in the draft. Again, we'll see how much N'Kobe Dean plays, but Jordan Davis will definitely be out there in the rotation. Plus, a new strong safety we talked about, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Bradbury, and Reddick I both mentioned already. Um, Good luck, Detroit, man. I I love you, and I think you have good things coming in your future. Week one, I think, is going to be tough for you. And then my second – pick I like for the defenses is uh, the Cleveland Browns. I know they're going they're at Carolina. They're on the road and a lot of my picks are players on the road, which scares me a bit but uh, Baker Mayfield's back in town and I know there's a revenge thing there and everyone's like, Baker's going to go against his team. Baker's going to go. Guess what? Baker's team's going against him. They know him better than anybody else and if you want to stream your defense and you're in fantasy the Cleveland Browns have Carolina week one, Jets week two, Steelers week three, and Falcons week four. It's tough. I They have, I bet, the best first four-game schedule of any defense in the league. So you draft them, better. you're good for four weeks, man. You put them in regardless of how they do. No matter what, you're going to think uh, next week they'll be better. So I, My only worry about the Browns, D, is the Browns O. I can see them putting them some just awful, awful situations. And Carolina has, after all, the your offensive player of the year. So when they when he's on the field, that's a completely different team. Because I'll make I'll never. There's no doubt. I'll, I'll make no bones about it. 
when McCaffrey's healthy, he's the most dynamic player in the league. It's just a fact, Jack. For sure. For sure. But will he be? Um, uh, so I'm not saying it's terrible, but there there's all so many factors that go into that game. It's uh that's the one great thing about week one, is you don't really none of us. We can sit here and pretend all these other experts, nobody has a damn clue what's gonna happen this week. Not a clue. Not a clue. But uh, so I I picked the Ravens against the Jets. Yeah, again we're back on the Ravens. Man, again Joe Flacco's your starting quarterback. Bravo. You need a new GM. We uh, picked the Ravens for everything, every position except tight end because everyone knows to play Mark Andrews. Yeah, I mean when you look at their lineups, top to bottom, as much as the Jets are coming along, the Ravens of, of the of starting twenty two probably win twenty of those positions. Not fair. It's just not. So, and then I picked the Titans versus Giants, not because I think the Titans are amazing, but because I think Danny Dimes is horrible. Uh, Tennessee is at home, and the Giants are, they just seem like, even with the new coach, that they are just disarray. Like anything you read about, like they, they don't know if they're coming or going. This guy's hurt. This guy's not. Who's starting? Who's not? They're already dissension. They are just so mismanaged. And I can't imagine a week one that they're going to have their stuff together. Kickers, I'm, kickers, uh, well, Bobby. Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm torn on the defense. I'm okay. I got faith in Dable. I tell you what, though, if you're reaching for a defense, Tennessee's as good a pick as anyone to get a pick six. Yeah, for sure, because that's what Daniel Jones does, right? He he yeah. turns the ball over. Maybe if maybe a sack for more recovery. For a touchdown. Um, they even know who their starting wideouts are going to be in week one because it seems like they don't seem to really know who's even going to be healthy enough to play. It's true. Tony Slayton up. took a pay cut today just to stay on the team. Why? Let them did release you, see, you. Go somewhere else. What is you wrong with you? The beat right. One of the beat writers came out and said that uh, Kenny Galladay, all camp, all summer, has been running routes with the fluidity of a mannequin. Yeah. But then they come out and say, the Giants, that he had some undisclosed surgery in the summer that is still, nobody knows a clue what, what, what it was, what body part it was, how it affected him. Well, why would Slayton stay? He's a, he showed enough the last two years that, please, yes, release me so I yes. can get the heck out of here and maybe go to a team that, that, that matters in this league. He's Tim Patrick for the Giants, right? He's a yeah. good player. So why would you want to stay in that mess? If you go to the Chicago Bears, you're borderline the wide receiver one. Yeah. You can definitely battle the um definitely number sure. two with our boy Vallis. He's definitely number two. I'm pretty sure his name's Vallis. I call him Vallis. Well, you also say Etienne or whatever. I'm always gonna call him Etienne. Okay. Um, and as you were very excited potato, about kickers, potato. I, I pretend that they don't exist. You did pick two kickers, so go ahead and explain that. Of course. We love kickers. They get valuable points. As many as your, like, 38th flex player, which are completely dart throws as well. I picked Daniel Carlson because Daniel Carlson's a good kicker, and they're playing at the charge. It's going to be a high-scoring game. And then I picked Greg Joseph versus Green Bay because, again, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I like to pick kickers who play for teams that score a lot, particularly ones like the Patriots who move the ball but can't score touchdowns. Before we get out of here, one thing I worry about is J.C. Jackson, the Chargers. 
he's not playing. He's hurt. That's he's still working his way back. And that, that worries me because I need – they're my pick to make it to the Super Bowl, right? I need them to, to do I well. I read something about uh, him today. What was it? That he's not playing in week one. Okay. That's what you read. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think I don't that's know. expected to be a long-term deal, is it? Well, correct. I don't think it is. But with any injury, how do we know? Obviously, it helps when he's on the field. But they're pretty stacked without him. They are. You're right. They are yeah. for sure. So, so all they all you can do in the NFL is make do while you can, and hopefully the studs come back and you and you improve a little bit. But uh, yeah, I I don't feel too bad for them. They got they got some, they got a pretty deep roster. Anything else for you, sir? No, I think I'm good, brother. I think I think we covered everything we wanted to hit. It's gonna should be an exciting week. It, it'll set the tone for a lot of other things, and we'll we'll see how serious. If if you are somebody out there who would like to potentially join our once and done league, um, hit us up on Facebook, send something, and uh, we can we can get from there. Definitely. Thank you all for listening. Um, as always, our tunes are by Flatline. Uh, please check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at GYBR underscore podcast. Again, that's at GYBR underscore podcast. Kevin, you're the man. I appreciate it. Thanks again. We're out. I appreciate your honesty. See ya.